had 101 Republicans in the building ready to work. We literally sat here all day ready to go back to the floor and, and take a vote on rules. At the last hour, Speaker Rossi canceled session, said there was not going to be votes, and he actually canceled session for today and tomorrow as well. And as of right now, we are in complete limbo. We do not know when we will be back here, when we will be called back to start the, the business of legislating for Pennsylvania. By the way, did you know, what is special session? back to, by the way, did you know, and we've had uh, some unique times here and kind of lends itself well to this podcast where we talk about things uh, that are going on in Harrisburg that you might not know about. And one of those things that we got kind of thrust upon us by the governor last week is a special session. So under the state constitution, a special session can be called by the governor on a petition of a majority of members in the House and Senate or... The governor himself can call a special session when, in his opinion, the public interest requires it. So in this case, the governor issued a proclamation declaring a special session so that uh, we would come back and consider one item, which was the statute limitations for victims of childhood sexual assault. So rewinding here a little bit, this, this particular provision was something that passed our House twice a number of years ago, but the governor's administration failed to advertise it. The Department of State failed to advertise one of those passings of that, that, that resolution, so therefore we had to restart the clock. Again, back to you know one of the governor, governor's failed actions here is why we're in this pickle as, as, as far as what a special session is. So with me today, because I thought it was important that we have someone in the room that's having these conversations, I have one of my good friends here who's been on the podcast before who is now whip Tim O'Neill, uh, with me to, to talk about what a special session is and what's kind of going on here. So, Tim, thanks for being here. Absolutely, Torn. It's great to be here. So, Tim, talk about, we got called back into special session. We were here this week in Harrisburg in, a, in, in hopes to try to pass some rules and, and get through special session. From your perspective, what's kind of, what, what's the special session about, you know, and what, what are we trying to accomplish? So, the, the special session, and, and really, the, the only thing really special about a special session is that it operates exactly like a normal session, with the exception that you could only bring legislation that is related to the topic the special session is called, constitutional amendments. Just so happens in this case that the the topic that was called happens to be a constitutional amendment. Um, From our perspective, because of the way the law is written, um, all constitutional amendments are in order. We could run them all uh, in this here special session. But that's really the only difference between special session and regular session is that it's just limited to the topic that it's called in constitutional amendments. The, the situation we, we have is you have to start the special session just like you would a regular session, which is implementing house rules. Those house rules dictate and govern basically how all of the proceedings are going to happen during the session, or in this case, special session. And we simply can't get out of the gates to begin the process of legislating until we vote on and implement House rules. Um, that's what we were here for, here to do yesterday uh, for the first day of special session, and, and yet we did not get out of the gate. We, we did not even get a chance to take a vote on those House rules. Um, and, and right now we're, we're kind of in a limbo status uh, and not operating in the House as, you know, our, our constituents expect us to do. So when we're talking about this constitutional amendment dealing with the statute of limitations 
which would open up a period, a two-year window of opportunity for victims of childhood sexual assault to file suit. Uh, the reason we're in this position, this, this amendment had passed two consecutive sessions, which is required under our Constitution, and was headed to the ballot in a matter of months, even, maybe even weeks, before it was discovered that it was not properly advertised by the Department of State under the governor's administration. Because of that, under the Constitution, it was not able to appear on the ballot. So this was going to be on the ballot. It had passed both the House and Senate in two consecutive sessions, pretty overwhelmingly, almost unanimously, if I recall, in both, both occasions. And here we are now. We passed it again last session because, again, we had to restart the process because of this failure to advertise. So now here we are in the beginning of this session, and this is this is something that Speaker Rossi is very important to him. We have uh, Representative Jim Gregory in our caucus, who's also an outspoken supporter of this bill. It's something that they want to see accomplished. But the fact that the governor now here, literally on the last couple of days in office, has said, hey, well, let's call a special session because we think the public, the public interest uh, demands it. Well, man, he could have done that a long time ago and failed to do so just by his failure of his administration to just simply advertise something. Well, and, and to your point, Torin, this bill isn't really all that controversial. It has pretty, pretty widespread bipartisan support. Um, last session, all four caucus leaders, both the Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate, agreed to that, that we were going to get this done. Um, so our, our position is we actually don't need the special session to do it. We, we have no problem running that, that in, in regular session. Um, and actually, special session is a distraction because there isn't any reason. We do it all the time. There isn't any reason why we can't run this piece of legislation with a whole bunch of other pieces of legislation on various topics that are important to people all over the Commonwealth. That's the important thing. And Republicans are here to work. We don't want to work on just this issue. If, if, if we're in a situation where we could only work on this issue, then we will. But the reality is we want to work on every issue, this included. Since the last podcast where we kind of talked about what's supposed to happen in December, things have changed. Uh, and we did, have, as we expected, we had some fireworks on swearing-in day. And as part of that, we uh, nominated a Democrat Speaker of the House who then uh, was elected and then upon the uh, giving his nom or giving his speech declared himself an independent and said he was not going to uh, caucus with the Democrats and he was not going to caucus with the Republicans he was going to truly be an independent speaker and 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 act as the independent speaker of the house his name's Mark Rossi and he was elected as speaker so speaker Rossi is currently the only person that can call us back into both uh, special session and regular session at this point because they can happen concurrently. Uh, so, so right now where we're at is we have one person who uh, probably woke up on swearing in day not intending to be speaker and then became speaker trying to figure out what is going on and, and, and set up his office. I think he has very limited staff and we're trying to get up and running because in order to do anything, in order to set up committees or in, uh, introduce legislation and get it referred to committee, we need to pass rules. So, Tim, talk about what that is. What, what do rules do? How do we get there? You know, what, what's, what's the dilemma we're in? So constitutionally, let, let's just take a step back r real quick. Constitutionally, um, we are required to send every bill we pass to committee first. 
Um, and then it has to be con- what's what's called considered on three separate days. That's pretty much how the Constitution states it. So the rules are what establishes what committees are, what how what their makeup looks like, what topics they deal with. Uh, for instance, traditionally, since I've been in the House and, and since you've been in the House tour, and we've we've had about twenty four committees that deal on every topic from appropriations to um, to environmental resources and energy to veterans affairs uh, and emergency preparedness. Um, those rules are what establish those committees. So that that is the first step in the process to really dictate exactly how legislation is going to go through the through through the house um, in addition to that the roles also define what it means for three consecutive days there are waiting periods between what's called first consideration and second consideration and third consideration um, and the rules define exactly how long you have to wait traditionally it's somewhere between 12 and 24 hours um, it has to be you have to wait in between days of a consideration honestly w- without roles we are unable to even introduce legislation that legislation cannot be referred to committees because committees can't be formed without the rules uh, and, and then and then the definition of, of how you amend potentially amend that legislation how you debate on that legislation what's in order in, in certain moments um, all of that is defined underneath the house rules and and the key component about the house rules it is it is it is agreed upon it, meaning it, we we as as state representatives, we vote on the House rules in majority rules. So it is literally an act of the body to establish our own rules and uh, determine the exact way we are going to govern for two years. Right. And, and we got a number of pro- uh, math problems right now, as we talked about in the in the past, that the, on Election Day, 101 Republicans were elected. And, and based upon some resignations, there were 99 Democrats elected. Uh, the problem is now we have to get all of those members here to take those votes. We also now have a speaker uh, who is an independent, and he was the only person that can call us back. So there's a little bit of gainsmanship going here at the expense of the taxpayers and and our constituents who want to see progress. And I know that Tim and and our leadership team has been doing everything they can to force us to be here. Yesterday, uh, earlier in the week, Leader Cutler pretty much insisted that we, we, we take up rules for a vote, but unfortunately, Speaker Rossi did not recognize that ability to, to pull up the rules. So we're kind of in this limbo period. So Tim, how do we, how do we get out of this? Well, I mean, the, the, the reality is that Speaker Rossi does have a priority. And his priority is actually in line with the, the, the governor's call for for the special session. He cares about the statute of limitations. That is his issue. Uh, he very deeply cares about it being on the ballots uh, for constitutional amendment in in May. Um, and and re- us as Republicans have have similar goals uh, as far as timing goes. We, we care about a couple other constitutional amendments, specifically the voter ID constitutional amendment. A regulatory reform proposal, so we, we we do have some some common interests that that can get the ball rolling. Rolling. Um, Speaker Rossi has taken the stance that he wants a small group of Republicans. He actually said three three Republicans, three Democrats to get in a room and and agree upon uh, roles. But but it, it is d- despite 
Speaker Rossi's uh, promise to be, to be an independent speaker. Um, the, the fact of the matter is he's the only one in position that can actually push the issue. He's going to have to decide between a Republican proposal and a, a Democratic proposal. He needs to do it sooner rather than later if, if this issue is truly important to him because uh, the, the timing of things does matter in order to get this question on the ballot. Yeah, and it's important to note that the House Republicans have put out their rules for both regular session and special session well in advance of, of this week. Uh, and it is very clear that we had rules ready to go to review. Uh, and we didn't really receive any rules from the Democrats until very late yesterday uh, when we were in session uh, this week. So it's really frustrating that, you know, the House Republicans here are again trying to move forward to do the work of the people of Pennsylvania. And you know, the first act that uh, the Democrats did on swearing-in day was to motion to postpone us until February of uh, February 21st. So they've clearly showed some indication that they don't want to be here. And look, we know this is because of some special elections that will help boost up their numbers and get closer to uh, 101 or 102, depending on what happens in some of those elections. But we're here now. We got elected on day one to come in and pass laws and do do the work of the people of Pennsylvania. And now the governor has compelled us on his couple final days in office to be here. And we can't do that because we can't get uh, the Democrats to to support rules or to even have a conversation uh, about the rules. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, uh, our Republican leadership team yesterday evening held a press conference where we we stated, and, and it was 100% true, we, we had 101 Republicans in the building ready to work. We literally sat here all day ready to go back to the floor and, and take a vote on rolls. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. At, at the last hour, Speaker Rossi canceled session, said, said there was not going to be votes, and, and he actually canceled session for today and tomorrow as well. And as of right now, we are in complete limbo. We do not know when we will be back here, when we will be called back to start the, the business of legislating for Pennsylvania. Yeah, and, and like I said, this is a unique situation where you have an independent speaker here, uh, which is something I don't think we've ever experienced in Pennsylvania history. Uh, that I'm aware of, at least not in modern times. So he's not really controlled by any party. Now, he, he did caucus with the Democrats prior, but he, he's, by all indications, uh, has kind of left them uh, as far as, uh, while not changing his registration, he's left their you know, decision-making from them as well. So it, it, it really is, he really is kind of flying independently here. The problem with that is uh, he needs to get us back into session so that we can pass rules and then start having the debates on things. But we can't do that until we get some rules adopted. So that's the goal for the next week. We uh, Next Tuesday, the 17th of January, would be uh, when Governor Shapiro gets inaugurated. I, to me, that seems like a likely day that we should definitely be back here and, and hopefully uh, working to pass some rules. But hopefully over the weekend and in the next couple of days, we get some rules adopted so that uh, we can get moving. Republicans are clearly sending the message, we're, we're here, we're ready to work, the sooner rather than later. I agree with you that it's looking like next Tuesday might, might, be, might be the next day. I will, and the Republican leadership team will continue to push that for sooner, if, if at all possible. As a matter of fact, most of our members are probably still here today. There, there isn't any reason why we can't work today or tomorrow or Thursday or Friday or Saturday. You, yeah. you, get, you get the point. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, look, we, we, we'll show up for work. We're here. We know we get elected to do, and that's why we're here. But until uh, the speaker calls us back, we're going we're gonna to wait and, and keep working on the rules to get them to a point where 
we get that opportunity to make that motion to adopt the rules, we're going to take it. So, Tim, thanks for being here. As always, uh, one of my good friends from Washington County out, out in Western PA, who is now our uh, Republican whip. Really excited for him to be in that position. So, again, Tim, thanks for being here. And hopefully next week we have some, uh, or in the coming days, we have some clarification of where we're heading. Absolutely. Let's get to work. I got no rules, I count them.